John Norton, Chapter Fifteen of Celibates by George Moore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by James Carson. Next morning, John and Mrs. Norton drove to the rectory, and without asking for Mr. Hare, they went to her room. The windows were open. Annie and Mary Austin sat by the bedside watching. The blood had been washed out of the beautiful hair, and she lay very white and fair amid the roses her friends had brought her. She lay as she had lain in one of her terrible dreams, quite still, the slender body covered by a sheet. From the feet the linen curved and marked the inflections of the knees. There were long flowing folds, low-lying like the wash of retiring water, and beautiful indeed were the rounded shoulders, the neck, the calm and bloodless face, the little nose, and the drawing of the nostrils, the extraordinary waxen pallor, the eyelids laid like rose-leaves upon the eyes that death had closed forever. An ascension lily lay within the arm in the pale hand. Candles were burning, and the soft smell of wax mixed with the perfume of the roses, for there were roses everywhere, great snowy bouquets and long lines of scattered blossoms, and single roses there and here, and the petals falling were as tears shed for the beautiful dead, and the white flowerage vied with the pallor and the immaculate stillness of the dead. When they next saw her she was in her coffin, it was almost full of white blossoms, jasmine, eucharist lilies, white roses, and in the midst of the flowers the hands lay folded, and the face was veiled with some delicate filmy handkerchief. For the funeral there were crosses and wreaths of white flowers, roses, and stephanitis, and the Austin girls and their cousins, who had come from Brighton and Worthing, carried loose flowers. Down the short drive, through the iron gate, through the farm gate, the bearers staggering a little under the weight of lead, the little cortege passed two by two. A broken-hearted lover, a grief-stricken father, and a dozen sweet girls, their eyes and cheeks streaming with tears. Kitty, their girlfriend, was dead. The word dead rang in their hearts in answer to the mournful tolling of the bell. The little byway along which they went, the little green path leading over the hill, was strewn with blossoms fallen from the bier and the fingers of the weeping girls. The old church was all in white, great lilies in vases, wreaths of stephanitis, and above all roses. Great garlands of white roses had been woven, and they hung along and across. A blossom fell, a sob sounded in the stillness. An hour of roses, an hour of sorrow, and the coffin sank out of sight. A snowdrift of delicate bloom descended into the earth. End of John Norton, Chapter 15, Recording by James Carson.